Where does Scooby-Doo come from? It's a question that keeps me haunted. I can't even sleep when I think about it. It's profound. Is he a chimera? And who is willing to create such a monstrosity? I got the answer to that and more coming up on this episode of Just Conversation. Warning. This program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in 5, 4. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Just Conversation Podcast, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified as second new episodes are released. And also, this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner to share opinions and ideas on topics we discuss. Yes! Pull somebody close, sit down, and prepare to be blown away by where these things have taken us. So we got a mission recently, and uh, I thought, you know... Uh, one, I thought this mission was a two-person mission. Usually me and Christina go together, but they they wanted covert, so only one of us got to go. And it was that they sent me. Now, we love our creature missions, for sure. You know, we got Loch Ness, we got demons, we got angels, we got just anything that's a weird special kind. We can't wait for this one. We even went through uh, leprechauns and shit, you know? We, yeah. We've done a little bit of everything. We're yeah. like Sam and Dean at this point. Oh, yeah. And so, you're so lucky that you got to do this one. Yes, when I got the envelope and it said another creature mission, I'm like, this is probably an extension of uh, the cat people. Probably, we, you know, we found where Loch Ness is. We understand that it's protecting an underground base and whatever. So I'm thinking, this is the next step. You finally got something out of the cat people. We can, we can, we can do the next move. But it wasn't. To my surprise, when we looked inside, it was finding out what the hell Scooby Doo is. What? And so the Illuminati, their intel tells them that this is prob there's probably a lab somewhere, there's probably been experiments done, but they don't know this for a fact. That's why I'm here. They're based on their footage of seeing Scooby Doo and what he has done, how he behaves. They've seen those movies. <laughs> They've seen Scooby Doo on cameras and footage and videos and whatnot. And mm -hmm. uh based on that, they have assumed that there's a place where this is being created where things of this nature are happening initially being sent on this mission i thought i would end up in the place where we would come across a chupacabra oh that's exactly what i thought we already had a creature that was potentially either made in a lab or a godlike thing that came out of nowhere so did you reinvestigate the chupacabra no because this didn't guide me in that direction this actually took me to a couple of places. So I began at all the similar locations I could find to to put to piece together what he could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And I began with the possibility that he's a scientific experiment. So I tracked down several different labs and I uh, started looking through their records. This is why covert needed to happen. It could only be one of us because I had to sneak in and like break into the computers <laughs> and see what was on their systems. Uh -huh. And in doing so, I was led to the people who supply us with the subhumans. What? To the Chinese. Oh. 
Yeah. Them with their cloning stuff, they have, they're have they doing stuff with animals. There's stuff that they're not telling us about that they're doing, but we're not obligated to do shit. They basically gave us the subhumans, you know? We, we, yeah. We work together, but we mm-hmm. didn't know that they were doing this, so it's, it's important that they don't find out that I was in their laboratory. But while there, I came across the systems of a Juan Carlos, and he is a scientist who has been working on creating chimeras. What? In July 31st of 2020, in China, Juan Carlos came up with an embryo that was part monkey, part human. What? To... What, what's the point? Well, it was to experiment growing human organs to transplant later. You would need perfectly compatible organs. But he's not going to grow this thing to a baby and see what it looks like or anything like that? Um, I don't know. I have no idea where it's going. I know that there is an embryo. Yeah. And so it it was proof that there was already work on having actual chimeras done through science rather than twisted black magic and other things of that nature (laughs) and unnatural fusions of sorts using magic essentially so this science led to an actual chimera when i found these documents i started going through and sifting through i found out that juan carlos is kind of a crooked scientist he's the embodiment of the cliche you would consider to be a mad scientist what do you mean This wasn't the first time. He actually tried this same experiment in 2017, Mm -hmm. trying to make pig-human hybrids, chimeras, out of pig DNA and human DNA for the same purpose. Uh But this resulted in thousands of deaths. What? He made thousands of embryos, of which... Less than a hundred made it. Oh, okay. And he had to exterminate them in under twenty-eight days, anyways. Because it was illegal, or he was still he it's was working for, in China the, time, the whole it's time. It's the time limit on the experiment. Oh, okay. So he had to get rid of them within that time, and only about a hundred of them made it to the twenty-eight day mark to begin with. Which means he created life and essentially created a small genocide. Wow. Of human beings. Yeah. Was that also in China? It had to be, right? I don't know where that was. Oh. I don't know where that was. But, uh, so I found this information. So originally, I found the documents. I traced the origin of the documents from the computer they were sent to, which was at his personal computer that he also had in China. But Mm -hmm. that computer could have come from wherever. It's his laptop. He takes it where he goes. And his apartment in China had this computer. When he wasn't there, I snuck in. I looked through the documents and I found the behind an encoded wall, which I use one of the subhumans to crack. I found yeah. that he actually had this experiment and the data from this experiment, which he then modified and tried again to create the monkey human hybrid. That is so crazy. What? Now, I'm going to keep my eye on this guy. To see what else he makes? To see what else he makes. I've reported this to Illuminati, and they have told me to just keep tabs on him, and if anything is abnormal or something is wrong, to keep like informed of him immediately. Mm-hmm. But I found dead ends after that. It seems like these uh, psychotic experiments of his are pretty recent. Yeah. But oh, following up on this trail, I found that he's communicated with other scientists Doing other weird things? Who are doing other weird things. Ooh. Especially a scientist that created probably the last thing we'd ever want to hear. 
which was a Portuguese researcher who made a chimera virus. What does that even mean? He used a mouse virus with a human virus genetic code to try to prevent and or cure cancer, which is how every zombie movie ever began. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that's a guy. When did that happen? That happened in 2017. 2017. It's pretty recent. Wow. There's all the apocalypses that are just stewing after 2016 are just, there's a lot. They're all going to just happen at once at some point. But this proved to me, these three instances, two of which were the same guy, Mm -hmm. that there have been cases before. What intrigued me the most is that the documents that Juan Carlos had were his own personal experiments. But where did he get the idea that the trail began for him in 2017? Was he working under somebody else beforehand? And it's completely possible that there is a... There's probably, it's incredibly likely that there's other chimeras out there. So that that gave me the proof I needed to know chimeras are possible. Yeah. And they've probably been being worked on for crazy long, which means somebody in secrecy might have fully functional chimeras. Like, so that's one road. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about chimeras. We're talking about like that cartoon, um, that anime, Brotherhood. <laughs> Like Full Metal Alchemist? Like Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, but Chimera predates the crap out of that. Yeah. It's like an actual creature. There's uh, mythical Chimeras, which are combinations where you have like a, a Pegasus mixed with like a lion. A Pegasus like a... would be a Chimera. It's a horse and like a bird. You think a Pegasus is a Chimera? Yeah, it's two things. What bird is that size? It's not the point. It's just Fair it's enough. Too... Like how did it get wings? How did a unicorn get a horn? Maybe a goat? I don't know. Just think of a different animal with horse. Fair enough. Maybe it's a rhinoceros mixed with a horse? Yeah. Weird. That would yep. be a bulky-ass horse, though. That means unicorns are probably really stocky. Whoa. Yeah. They, <laughs> we think of them as elegant horses, but they're probably really overweight-looking horses with a horn. Yes. That could fly. Yeah. On rainbows or whatever. Not entirely sure. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Following that, I started digging into the fact that uh, humans have naturally always had an obsession with communicating with animals. Yeah. Especially dogs. Mm-hmm. We always, you know, you go online, you read a million, what's my dog saying? What's my dog thinking? What does this behavior mean? We want to communicate with our dogs. We've always wanted to communicate with our dogs. And doing so, I found something particularly weird, which is a computerized vest with a lever that allows what? the dog to pull it. And then it gives a pre-recorded message. It has a, a speaker on it. Mm-hmm. And the dog is trained to use it. It could pull the thing. And so, for example, its owner could say, uh, come with me. Or my owner wants you to come with me. The dog could then go up to a stranger, pull, pull the lever, and it would give them that message from the vest that the dog is wearing. My owner wants you to come with me. What? So if, let's say you get trapped under a house, your dog can squeeze in and out, but you can't. Mm -hmm. You didn't tell your dog to come over. Let me record a message. Come help me. The dog runs out, finds somebody, pulls the lever. Come help me. Yeah. And then you follow the dog and the dog could get to you. But how does he know? Like, he's only trained to pull the lever. He's not really trained about what the message is. Well, that would lead to training the dog for each respective sound that you program into a vest of that sort. Yeah. Different ways of pulling different messages it would give. You teach it by giving it different responses when it pulls the lever, and it will think 
it's communicating by pulling the lever and creating that sound from the vest. And it works? This it, really it the, works, yeah. Do they, like, how many levers has a dog have as the most? Well, you can, the vest itself only has a single lever, but you oh. can teach this dog to respond through, for example, when there are large uh, uh, pianos that you press the button, you stand on the button, mm -hmm. and each button has a different vocal command, but it's really the dog trying to communicate with the person, and the dog can walk up and press one of these things, and it'll say a certain thing. The dog will memorize all of them, and then the dog can talk to you by pressing the different keys. So it could be like, I want a treat. And so it'll go press the treat one. Yeah. And you can ask the dog a question, and there's a yes or no button. And you can ask the dog, do you want to jump? And the dog can go and say no, and then you're okay, here's a treat. But the dog can go and say yes, and then you say, okay, then jump. And then the dog jumps, and then you give the dog a treat. So there's uh, it's limited, because it's limited to whatever you can teach the dog. Yeah. And That's it's so... not going to learn millions of different things. No. But it's a way to bridge communication, mm -hmm. meaning scientists have been working on communicating with dogs as well. Interesting. So now we have cameras mm -hmm. and technology already trying to bridge the gap. So we're using technology to fuck with biology, but we're also yes. using technology to make more technology to then communicate directly, following the trail of people trying to communicate with dogs. It led me to a couple of scientists that have been experimenting on puppies. Oh, no. Not violent, not dangerous experiments, okay. but rather training puppies. Oh, okay. And what they have learned is that puppies can learn vocal behaviors pretty young. And not to perfection, but they can learn to make sounds if you train them to make sounds. If you've ever heard a dog, uh, for example, those YouTube videos where you hear a dog going, rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah, like a husky saying, I love you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That comes from training the dog when he's small. He makes a particular sound. He gets pet. He gets a treat. After a couple of times, the dog associates it. Usually, the owner doesn't even know it's happening. But these scientists did it intentionally to see why is it that dogs do that. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that by training these puppies, you can get them to communicate. Thus, the dog, younger, starts to recognize vocal nuances in greater detail. What? And it develops the capacity to try to imitate vocal nuances because it knows it gives it a treat. And if you do it in a certain way, it gets a response from you. Mm -hmm. So, they're... They understand language, yeah. even if they don't have vocal cords the way humans do that allows them to use language. But they could use it in their own doggy way. Yes. And it's also been proven that dogs communicate with dogs through growls and howls. But have and they used that this thing to communicate with each other? No, because what are the odds two dogs that know the same thing come across each other when it comes to human language? No, I mean, like, the scientist dogs, if they're, like, teaching a bunch of no, dogs. No, because the dogs don't know that they can use this to communicate with a different dog. Oh, okay. That would be so horrifying when they do discover that they're communicating each other. <laughs> that would require a tremendous leap of intellect. Oh, okay. But that being said, um, in doing these experiments, they learned not only that dogs will imitate human sounds, but that they can train dogs to bark on command, to growl on command, to whine on command, and many other things, like howling and screeching. Dogs and are shit. pretty smart. Dogs are pretty <laughs> smart. So we find that there is technology to communicate 
There is chimeras that exist. And we have actual scientists trying to train dogs to talk. There's yeah, clearly a technology just on their own. Just in nature. We're getting closer oh. to just biology doing it. Yeah. Which means there's something under the surface, you know? Mm-hmm. The possibilities for a Scooby-Doo have enhanced Whoa. dramatically. Now, that that idea that there are dogs that are learning to communicate, although none of them have perfected language, they know very specific phrases and whatnot, yeah. led me down the rabbit hole to find out if somebody were to try to splice two creatures together, what creature could they combine with it? To make it communicate? To make like it communicate. It? Yeah. So then I have to find which creatures can talk. Oh, okay. And this takes us to quite a couple. Really? There are surprisingly a crazy number of water animals that can communicate. Well, I would imagine birds only, but... Birds for sure. But there are orca and beluga whales. They can communicate. Both of them can imitate pretty accurately human language. That is pretty interesting. I want to hear that. Yes. Then we have the obvious ones, which are birds, which is, there's a there's fucking, a there's so much, <laughs> like, yeah, so I've many birds. Like it's pr- like yeah. Scooby-Doo's most probably like a fucking bird that we just looks like a dog or some shit. Yeah. There's so many birds. But the most prominent are crows and parrots. Mm-hmm. Parrots are the most perfect vocal imitators followed by crows. Both have the same ability to imitate and memorize and reciprocate. They both can learn the same amount of words also? Yes. And they can also uh, structure sentences, unique sentences. Not only what they've heard, but it's almost as though they comprehend the idea of language. They can take different words they learn and put it together and arrange it differently. Yes. They don't understand grammar per se and like sentence structure, but they understand how a sentence would work for us to make sense of it. Mm. Which is to say when a parrot tells you to fuck off, that parrot is aware of what that means. That parrot is just telling you to fuck off. (laughs) It's not that it's just got a curious word. No. It's telling you to fuck off. Awesome. Yeah. So the parrot's like, hey, fuck you. Man, parrots are cool. Yeah, parrots are cool. They're kind of assholes when you learn that one detail. (laughs) Yeah. Because they know what the fuck they're saying. The more words they learn, they they understand the concept as time goes by. If If you only taught them, fuck you, like, whatever. Yeah, that's... But if you taught it a shit ton of words, like if somebody walks into the house, they'll say hello first. Yeah. You know, they understand that that's a welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. If you give them food, they'll, no, thank you. Yeah. They get what they're doing with language. The same thing with a crow, except a crow doesn't really like interacting with humans. It more likes to troll humans. Mm. So crows are out there to fuck with us. That's a man running into a talking crow must be horrifying. Yeah, especially because they do like to troll and they yeah. kind of enjoy being creepy. <gasps> uh, and they understand that they're sort of feared to some degree. They know they're being they, creepy. They know they're being creepy. <gasps> oh. It looks like parrots and par- a parrot is a jock. Yeah. It's just an asshole to be an asshole. Oh, what is it? While a crow is like a goth or some shit. <laughs> okay. And they're both capable of communication pretty accurately. So if Scooby-Doo's anything, it's one of those things. But this takes us into weirder areas, like the Korean elephant, Kosick, who can imitate human words. What? Is it talking Korean? I mean, yes. it is you know, okay. Yeah, it'd be weird if it's Korean <laughs> yeah. elephant and it just speaks Spanish for whatever reason. That'd be super weird. That'd be really weird. <laughs> like, where'd you pick up Spanish, bro? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so that's fascinating. There is an elephant that knows language in pretty profound detail. They can have a conversation with the elephant, essentially. It knows a few words, but because of the capacity of an elephant to understand human language as it is, even if it can't imitate a million billion words, when it, whenever you come across one of the words that is relevant to it, it Kosick will use it. How does it sound like? It sounds really deep. Deep? Kind of like a demon. Oh, okay. That's what I imagine. Okay. Now, <laughs> there are animals that can learn how to speak. They all have these abilities. We've talked about a couple of them. Yeah. But then this brings me to one specific one, which is how can an animal opt into speaking to the degree of a human by choice? By choice. By choice. Is that even possible? Well, I mean, there's one example. Birds? There's one example, and it's the only example I can find with an origin story, because I couldn't find Scooby-Doo's. Okay. And that was Meowth from Pokemon. <laughs> Meowth. Meowth yeah. from Pokemon was rejected by a Persian. Like a Persian mommy? His mommy rejected him? No, by a Persian pokemon that it was in love with oh okay okay and the persian explained to him in pokey language which is essentially their name i fucking guess in persian in persian and i guess there's a language per pokemon yes but they get each other so yeah, it's, i guess so. it's just one fucking whatever whatever i don't care so <laughs> persian told meowth in pokey that i don't like you you're a loser i like humans better what? That's what it was? That's what I happened like there. better. And so, to get Persian to fall in love with him, he opted to become more human. Now, what? we have to understand that although Pokemon, generally speaking, can only say their own name, they seem to have a level of sentience equal to that of a human already, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. They are like fully functional sentient beings. I don't know who goes out there, kills a Pokemon, and eats it. That's a thing that happens in that world. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like that's close to cannibalism at some point. Yeah. Because we're just eating sentient be like way intelligent sentient beings. They're like by no margin dumber than a human. No. Um, what if we do that in real life? Man, like you could talk to a gas cloud and it's an, it's on par with a person. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Everything there is sentient. Everything. There's nothing. I don't like a like your trash will come to life. But whatever. Yes. So my idea is that maybe Scooby Doo is a combination of a dog, some animal on this list that could potentially have great imitation skills. And because the dog already has a high capacity for understanding words yeah having the ability yeah. to imitate them boosts it to a whole other degree where language just becomes inherent if you put a parrot and a dog together could you potentially end up with a talking dog hmm. and it would have to be something like meowth that he would want to do it on his own yes because neither one of these two animals choose to do it just for shits and giggles no although a parrot kind of does but they don't want to talk well, to you. Maybe that's why you need to combine it with the... the. That's why the pirate's probably the perfect thing to combine with the dog. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then we have to go to which animals would be the most intelligent. Because you'd just have an asshole dog at that point, wouldn't you? you just have a <laughs> douchey-ass dog that's just like telling everybody to fuck off all day long. And not really yeah. capable of profound discussion. It's just like, hey, what's up? Fuck you! It's like, bro, I was just saying hi. 
Like, who, yeah. the f- who wants to talk to that dog? So you come up with some animals that would be better? Well, it would be which animals are the most intelligent mm-hmm. and which animals we could relate to on the most human level possible. We have a couple of different things, which, for example, are great apes, gorillas, and things of that nature. We can, we can uh, relate on a very, very human level. Yeah. They're pretty much us, but not human yet. Have they been able to talk? There are like, some that try to imitate. They understand what language is, yeah. but they cannot copy it for whatever, for whatever reason. It like is they really usually difficult. use um, what's it called, sign language? Yes, which is essentially whatever language you're speaking in. So sign yeah. language will be like English signing, English sign language, and they'll learn and be able to communicate through sign language. But verbal communication seems impossible. Yeah, that seems something very human. Well, what if Scooby Doo's like a multiple? Oh, like, That's you know. kind of what I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking okay. it. It's not just two things put together. I'm thinking there might be three. Three. Three different things going on. So we got great apes. Yes. Perfect example. That would also explain Scooby Doo being able to walk on his hind legs. Yes. And being able to use his front paws. Yeah. As opposable thumbs and hands mm. and grab things and drink like a soda or some shit. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like a parrot can't do that. No. A dog can't do that. But a great ape could do that. Can you tell what dog he is? Is he really what they say he is? He's a Great Dane. I know they say that, but... No, he's definitely a Great Dane. Okay. Um, outside of uh, great apes, dogs have incredibly high intelligence, but nowhere near the physical capabilities that we see in a great ape. Mm-hmm. And they do lack more profound means of communication. There are moments you can tell a dog's simplicity just through their behavior. But we also have dolphins. Oh, snap. And dolphins have their own unique languages because they don't have vocal cords the way we do. Mm -hmm. They have profound, really elaborate languages. But then we study dolphins and find out they have societal structures going on. More detailed than even a great ape. Oh, crap. They understand society. They have groups and villages and cities, and they have police, and they got uh, criminals, and they have entire civilizations in the water the way that humans do. Yeah. And we're able to communicate with them as well? We can... Not like... Their language is so much more complicated than ours. Oh. Human language is pretty simple because we don't have telepathy, and dolphins (laughs) do. Telepathy? Yeah. They not only have the ability to communicate through chirps, but they can send an echo, uh, a visual echo that the other dolphin receives and can see what you saw. Mm. You're imitating your surrounding through echolocation. It's too advanced for Scooby Doo. (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely. That's that's the problem. Although it has the structural societal understanding that even the great ape doesn't have. Yeah. It's too smart for what Scooby-Doo is. So the intellect, like dolphins are smarter than people. Yeah. By miles. But if you took a dolphin out of water, maybe they wouldn't be so smart. (laughs) Like, you know? Like maybe it would be an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell knows? Maybe water is like... The reason because it's they smart. wouldn't have telepathy in air because they, they need the water. They need the water for yeah, it. So. Interesting. Mm. So, like, they can communicate exact emotions and images and everything. They are advanced societies. That yeah. If anything is an advanced society, it's dolphins. Hmm. Then we have octopus, which are hyper-intelligent, but they're not the most social of creatures. If we combined that with a dog, 
Yeah. We'd have an introvert. Heavy, heavy introvert. Very intelligent. And again, we have that same problem of it's probably more intelligent than Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It doesn't have the language capacity, but we solved that by adding a parrot. Mm-hmm. So we have a dog, we have a parrot, but what the fuck is this third thing? It's starting to look a lot more like it's a great ape. Yeah, but it's a because Scooby-Doo has this one thing that doesn't make sense to dogs, and it doesn't make sense to, I don't know, any animal, maybe a mouse. He's a, he's a fraidy cat. Dogs are scared. But not like him. Like genuine fear. Like, by, yeah, no animals fear random shit. It's survivalist instinct. Okay. And assuming I feel like it's extreme. Assuming he got merged with like a great ape mm-hmm. who's already scared of anything spooky it can't tell. Like it's it's in the middle of the night, you're in high up in a tree because maybe there's a lion out there. Yeah. But are they like elephants that are afraid of mouse if that's a real thing? If that's... I don't think that's a real thing, but oh, okay. uh, I don't believe so. I don't believe they're scared of tiny little things <laughs> like that. But again, if you're going based on the cartoon, that's probably an exaggeration of what real Scooby-Doo is. Yeah. Mm, okay. We have to think that it's a cartoon, it's for entertainment, it's jacked up to the max. Yeah. So do you think octopus makes more sense? No. no. I think based on all the options we have, it seems like a great ape is way more possible based on their intelligence level. Okay. Now, something unique about all these animals I've just mentioned is they can identify themselves in a mirror. They have a sense of self. Dogs too? Dogs too. Oh, okay. Great mm. apes, dogs, dolphins, elephants, octopus Parrots. all have a sense of self. Parrots are not in there. Mm. But they probably do, all things considered. But I don't know. Okay. I didn't run any experiments, no. And I didn't find anything on that. Yeah. But they definitely do. All these animals have an ability to tell that's me. Mm. It's not some other thing that I'm looking at. No, it's yeah. me. I am me. And Scooby-Doo and definitely knows. And Scooby-Doo <laughs> is very aware. So a great ape fits the suit pretty well. Mm-hmm. So it looks so far like we have a great Dane, a parrot, and a great ape somehow turned into one creature by probably Juan Carlos. <laughs> You're blaming or, him for this? Or whoever he worked for before mm-hmm. he branched out on his own. Ooh. To dig deeper, we have to find out which traits Scooby-Doo exhibits. Really? And he mm. has quite a couple of different things. We can tell Scooby-Doo has advanced brain functions. Yes. Because he has the ability to listen to a strategy that's been built and, and follow um, it. Yeah. That's really complicated. Mm-hmm. Usually you give a single command, and they do the single command, but you could plan several steps ahead, tell Scooby-Doo an entire plan. It could be 20 steps of a plan, and Scooby-Doo can... He'll get it. He gets it, and he'll know his parts straight through. If there's many multiple moving parts, he understands. Okay, so he's much smarter than... Yes. Well, this is is where we start grounding him and dividing him from the cartoon that tries to hide these little details. Okay. Because, yes, he can plan... He does think. He does strategize. And there's many instances of these things happening. Mm-hmm. Usually, his group of croonies comes up with a plan, particularly Bulma and Freddy come together. And yeah. they come up with a plan that the rest of the team will follow. Yes. Scooby-Doo always branches out with his best buddy. And they go and execute their parts. Now, don't get me wrong. Scooby-Doo does have fear. But we know every one of these animals 
has feet, except the dolphin that seems to be like super dominant in the water. Like people pretend sharks are a problem, but sharks are fucking stupid. Most likely he's not a, a dolphin. <laughs> Most likely he's not a dolphin because dolphins are even like we're, we're not dolphins. That's no. how serious it is. Not, we're definitely not dolphins. No. So dolphins are some crazy shit. They should marry the superhumans. I think octopus is more possible because they do have more to fear than dolphins. They're smart, but, but they have... they're very fragile. They're fragile. They know to hide and they want to because of all well, their Well, that brings in a, a very interesting point about Octopus and Scooby-Doo. Both of them seem to aim at stealth pretty heavily. Mm. Scooby-Doo tries to, to blend. Yes. Oh, okay. He tries to blend in hard. Yes. While octopus do the same thing. Scooby-Doo, in fact, does something that octopus do very often, which is try to blend in in plain sight. Scooby-Doo yes. will do what? He'll take out a lamp yeah. and put the thing over his head yep. and try to hide right in front of you. While Come an octopus on. tries to do the same thing. Yeah. So we're seeing different animal behaviors in Scooby-Doo for sure. Mm -hmm. We know there's things a dog won't do yes. that Scooby-Doo will. Okay. But there's a thing that he does. I don't know if it's a, a exaggeration from the cartoon or if this is maybe a different animal trait or it could be a dog trait and i just it's just an over exaggeration of that but he eats a lot or is it because of what he is that he needs to eat a lot like do chimeras need to eat more or is it because of maybe the ape eats a lot or whatever you know the other animal well it it i don't think it's gorilla? a survival thing i don't think it's a necessity i think it's the dog in him the dog and him. Okay. You could just give a dog food for infinity and that dog will be okay passing out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I It'll guess just it could eat until just it be can't a dog eat. thing. Yeah. It's definitely the dog and him. We got to keep in mind that the, uh, another thing that's happening here, uh, at least visually, based on what we've discussed so far, is that Scooby-Doo isn't exact parts everything. If it's three things, it's not 30% of each. No. We're saying that the dog is vast majority yeah with a little bit of other shit in there physically speaking he's huh. just a dog yeah but what he can do with his body how he thinks of himself how he thinks of the world yeah. how he uh, strategizes and plans and how he learns to use a pause as opposable thumbs and crap yeah. that's that's external that's some mm -hmm. other thing that was thrown into the dog okay so assuming he was born this way then it, it's probably like 80% dog, 10% ape, 10% parrot. That's yes. giving him the capacity to have. And if, if a person has the ability to make a chimera to start with, you have particularly... And maybe an octopus. Maybe an octopus. <laughs> if a person has the capacity to make a chimera, then they have particularly good ability of managing genetic code. Yeah, and if so you they can, can pick what percent and yes, when they do that. Not just what yeah. percent, but what goes into that percent so you could be like the vocal capabilities of a parrot but not all the other shit yes and that detail you see that yes. level of detail yeah so that you can have all these small things happening a dog's body shouldn't move the way scooby-doo's body moves no so his body is in appearance dog but he has some great ape qualities to him mm-hmm because he has the ability to stand on his hind legs and move his paws and like front legs and back legs and all these things in a weird way that shouldn't be possible for a dog. No. That's merged with something that could behave in bipedal ways. So there's a little bit of great ape mobility in there. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of parrot, not only great ape mobility, but there's a little bit of great ape uh, thought in there. 
to understand and communicate with people. Then there's the actual vocal capacity of a parrot, and then the Great Dane's majority DNA allowing it to be, remain physically a dog. Yes. So we have yeah. a thing happening here mm -hmm. that seems to be working out. He's a monster. Now, another trait that Scooby-Doo has is language. His language lines up more with like a parrot or a crow, which is really, really close, but it's also not there. You know? It's yeah. still far off enough that it's probably an animal. Yeah. He sounds like an animal. Okay. He sounds like an animal speaking English. And a particular thing that this animal has that confirms heavily that he's either... That he has to be he has to be something that's not natural dog by any means. It's some freakish... Because he doesn't relate to animals. He relates mm -hmm. to people above all else. Doesn't relate to animals. He can talk to animals, yeah. but, but he's he never had like a crush on a female dog or something. Probably, but he relates to people. He's not hanging out with dogs all day. No, he's his not even doing dog things all day. He's hanging out with his friends. Yeah, which are people doing what they do, solving mysteries. Yes, and he doesn't think it's weird when they meet somebody new and he goes and talks to this person. He's an extrovert. He's here to meet people. Yeah. He might be a coward, but he's also very social. So a friendly dog. Yeah, he's relating to people at all times. He relates to humans, which means he relates less to dogs, meaning there's less purity in there. Not only that, but dogs, like all other animals, have a tendency of if you're in a pack kind of thing, they tend to remove the freaks and the weak ones, you know? So you're with a bunch of wolves, and there is one that is born defective. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking problem. That thing is going to get us killed. Fuck that thing. It's natural to do that. Okay. Many, many, many animals do that. Apes do that all the time. Apes will remove defective apes. They will fight strangers. They will get rid of things that are different than them. They're kind of racist. They're saying Scooby-Doo is? I don't know... What I'm saying Scooby-Doo relates more to people, which means either other animals are outcasting him. Or he's outcasting or them. Or he's outcasting other animals. Oh, okay. Regardless, he doesn't spend time with anything he looks like. Yeah. So there mm. are signs there telling us that there's something weird about Scooby-Doo that's inherent to the rest of nature. Yes. The rest of nature is like, that's fucked up. Yes. And they're like, we're not going to hang out with that thing. Mm -hmm. Now, in putting these things together, I started to come up with a couple, because I got to come up with something to fucking tell the Illuminati, right? So I yeah. sit down and what? I put all, I start arranging pieces as I'm digging through labs and sort of spying on Juan Carlos consistently, trying to see like, what, what, what else are you doing? Who else are you talking with? Tapped all his phones. I got in touch with Snowden. Got what? him to check into this guy's records and tell me what 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 is this guy doing? What has he been doing? Where has he been? Who has he been with? How has he been with? He's like, I'll talk to Zuckerberg, who has everybody's files. <laughs> okay, and I'll get back to you. And when Snowden called me, he's like, this guy just came out of nowhere, bro. I it's all the records are gone. He just starts at. The pig experiments. Like, what the what? fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So you're telling me Juan Carlos just popped out of nowhere and then started doing these experiments. And he's like, yeah, he's probably worked for somebody, but they cleared everything. Whatever lab he was working at before got rid of any online, any phone, any physical documents. The CIA couldn't find it. The NSA couldn't find it. 
This guy's a ghost. He just phased into existence as a normal person. Clean, squeaky clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can find uh, birth certificates, birth locations, schools that he went through. Basic human shit with nothing weird and spotty on his record. So you just one day decided to do these experiments? We don't know what school, like, what college he graduated from. Yeah, we know all this information, but none of it links us to anything. Hmm. The weirdest thing he ever did seems to begin in that pig experiment, but he didn't come up with that out of the blue. That came from somewhere. Yeah. So I put a pin in that, Mm -hmm. and then I start trying to piece what I do have together. What what do these parts add up to? What do they add up to? And I thought about something very, very unique about the circumstance. What's that? Everybody who ever meets Scooby-Doo finds it really, really weird. That he's a talking dog. They're like, what the fuck is this? Even humans react that way. Really? Yeah. They'll be like, I mean, they don't like, oh my God, it's a talking dog. But they're like, your dog is talking. Yeah. Like, they address it all the time. That it's weird that he's a talking dog. Okay. Why doesn't the gang think so? I think they're scientists, right? They have to be in part of the experiment. That's exactly my conclusion. Oh! I'm okay. thinking something about them is related to him. Initially, I figured, there's documents erased. We can't find out where Juan Carlos came from, mm-hmm. what experiments he's running, what his boss was before. Meaning, they had a reason to remove these things. They had a reason to delete everything. I'm thinking, these guys are always solving crimes, aren't they? They're always solving things. Yeah. Maybe they stumbled upon the lab where these experiments were happening, and they found Scooby-Doo in there, and they freed Scooby-Doo. Ah. Then, he, being grateful, he became part of it. He became part of their group. He's like, I'm not going to let this happen to anyone else. We're going to... I'm joining you guys. You guys are on the right track. You guys are trying to solve things and do good and like bring justice to the world. Yes. So, Scooby-Doo probably merged between a Great Dane, a Great Ape, and a Parrot. Yes. I'm thinking they are like, not only are they ghost hunters and demon hunters and spooky chasers or whatever the fuck, the, the ghost original chasers. Supernatural. Yeah, they're okay. basically the original supernatural crew, but they're also animal activists to some degree. Or maybe not, but like this case led them there. Mm-hmm. And maybe as kids, they stumbled upon this place. They found Scooby Doo. They freed him, and Scooby Doo's like, hey, I'm, one of, I'm one of you guys now. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Then that one problem comes up in which Scooby-Doo does have family, and they don't think that's weird either. No. And the fact that everybody else still thinks that's weird, but they don't think that's weird. They're the scientists. They're not the scientists. That. Okay. The fact that that everybody except the gang thinks it's weird, but Scooby-Doo's fine with it. And Scrappy Doo is fine with it. And Slow Gray Doo is fine with it. But there's one that has powers. It it got really weird as I started contemplating Mm -hmm. what is going on. And my conclusion is that Scooby-Doo, you know, he has a family tree. He has cousins and whatever. And it's never addressed this way because they don't look like him. But I think the gang are part of his family tree. What? I think the gang is part of his family tree. And I think it goes as follows. Somewhere far up enough, there was bestiality that led to a deviation 
in the family tree, where somebody's mother or father mated with a dog that led to a human-dog hybrid what lineage. What happened to this being a science experiment? I thought so, too, that it was going to be, but when I... <laughs> I, I ignored the obvious signs in front of me, thinking <laughs> science, 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 science. When this is much more simpler somehow? This explains why they're not freaked out by it. How he has a family tree that's somehow still connected to these random kids. Because he's related to them. Because they're related. Yeah. Now, they're friends because it's so far up that maybe two, three, like their great, great, grandparents are related yeah and then that's where it happened so far up the tree that it wasn't weird that somebody fucked an animal because probably happening all the time okay but it happened in a place where scientists were because they're okay with that kind of stuff they're ex it's it's not just that they're fucking an animal but there was they experiments going on as well <laughs> okay which is how the everlasting super powerful immortal one of his family came to be that yeah. was the goal that was there was a goal crap i mean i thought the goal was something like scooby-doo but it wasn't no scooby-doo is just a byproduct yeah but the goal was some weird superpower dog yes and the uh, the family agrees to the experiment it's a family experiment yeah they continue to take part and they continue to do it and they're not just going to execute the products they're family yeah and they're intelligent. It is a half-human, half-dog hybrid, but they're intelligent. They're thinking, and Scooby-Doo is a bipedal dog. He's a human. He's half-dog, half-human, and his family happens to be the gang. That's why they don't find him weird. But he's one of the <laughs> few who leaves their compound location of science stuff that is yeah. kind of like PETA or some shit, where they have just fucking animals and shit. Yes. And so Scooby-Doo is hangs out with the crew and people find that weird, but they don't find it weird because they have access to the compound because they're part of the family. It's just, you know, yeah, I got a weird set of families. Hills have eye style. They're just living up their fucking dogs and shit. But it's yeah. normal there. Yeah. In fact, the human part of our family doesn't even live there anymore. It's just these half human, half dogs breeding with each other. Weird. Ah. So they're all talking dogs that mm. came from a branch of human dog mixture yes. that maybe led to one dog that had a litter and then no more human mating but then those dogs made it with each other having more dogs that are half and half because and they're all just mating with one another yeah who are perfect halves and then that just kept going down the line creating an entire lineage of bipedal dogs that can walk on hind legs they can walk on all four, or just walk on their hind legs, have uh, the ability to use their paws as disposable thumbs, have ability to rationalize and think and strategize the way a human can, can verbalize but not perfect because they aren't a perfect human. Yeah. And this also removes all the tendencies of the other animals. This is why Scooby-Doo is so much human. And yet not. And yet not. And it's <sighs> because there is some experiment that was taking place... The point was to create some sort of perfect being and something about the undevoted loyalty of a dog with the it, it's sort of fighting purity with impurity where you have all the malice that a human is capable of and all the unfathomable good that a person that a dog is capable of. And that's what we want. And you put them together 
and you, you you're aiming for the greatest being you could imagine. What happens if you remove, if you cancel out pure goodness with good, bad, and have pure neutrality? And so, obviously, genetically speaking, things happen naturally. But with enough repetition, as they continue mating and continue doing and whatever, the family tree expands by itself yeah. without adding any more humans, but they're all half and half. Mm -hmm. Eventually, a natural combination will occur that leads to this powerful super version of this experiment. The superhero dog? Yes. And the goal was ultimately that. We're seeing Scooby-Doo's story because he's the only one willing to be in the public eye consistently. Yes. But the point was to create a perfect being. And the only way to do that was to cancel out humanity's evil because we're the superior being on the planet. To yeah. cancel out humanity... Well, minus dolphins. <laughs> to cancel out humanity's evil with... And the only way to do that is with pure kindness. So pure kindness mixed with pure evil equal perfect neutrality. Remove that from the equation, and then everything that's left can work for creating a perfect human. It's basically selective breeding. Scooby-Doo is a product of selective breeding, creating a chimera in a perfect balance from humans and dogs. Whoa. To make a super dog. To make a super dog. Scooby-Doo wasn't the goal. He was no. the byproduct. What? Do you know the super dog's name? Dino Mutt. The Dino dog Mutt. wonder. He's like a robot dog, though. Now that I'm remembering him. Yeah, he's uh, science. He's heavy science. Yeah. He's... So once they made the perfect dog, they decided, what if we put him him in a machine together? Well, here's the trick. This is where the fact that experiments were being run in China comes into play. What? We already had cloning. How far back did we have cloning the Illuminati didn't know about? Okay. And after they stumble upon the perfect one. They experiment by cloning it? You can clone. All you got to do is trap that one. And you can clone, because you can't clone a clone without losing something. Oh. But you can clone the original perfect combination over and over and over and And then over run different experiments on that. run different experiments. Oh. That's how we end up with Dino Dog. Because he's not, okay, so he's just a version of the perfect dog. There's probably many of him. Many. Oh, snap. There's probably many of him in many iterations, but again, it's experiments, it's for science, and it's a family that agrees to these things. Yes. A family of bipedal, hyper-intelligent dogs. What if we buy some of these super dogs? You think China's selling them? I think if we dig deep enough and find enough information to show them that we know, the fact that we know is going to send them into a panic and they're going to invite, because this was being kept a secret, and we're supposed to be but partners. But they're okay with the superhumans? They're okay. Well, they make the superhumans. They informed us on that. Yeah. But they never informed us of this other shit. And if we could be using some of these dogs for our advantage, mm -hmm. why did you give us these uh, crappy subhumans? Hmm. Yeah, they're super strong, super smart, and like elite. They're basically yeah. superhuman, but they're still yeah. subhuman garbage. Why didn't you give us a way less superior but way more free-thinking dog that we would value a million times more? In fact, we could yeah. put these dogs in charge of subhuman armies. Yes. We gotta steal some dogs. And then the subhumans would just have to respond to these inferior dogs. It would be flawless. Yes. I think that's the plan. So we need to investigate, find out where this compound is, make contact with this hidden civilization of bipedal dogs. This will be easy, because we're assuming that Scooby-Doo is visiting the compound regularly. Yes. 
All we have to do is follow him when he goes back. Mm. If he goes back. Hmm. Maybe Dynamite would be visiting the compound more but often. Dynamite probably is. So... We gotta, we gotta follow him. Yep. There's what's interesting is I wonder what other experiments are being run there because there's no way they were so science heavy and running one experiment this entire time. What kind of other, probably other combinations and whatever. Yes, yes, definitely. Not only that, when I began this, like I said. I thought we were going to be following a lead related to the Loch Ness and cat people, but we did find out that Loch Ness was also a chimera. Where did they get it? It looks like there's a couple of threads connecting. Think the cat people are working with the Chinese? That's possible. What? So far, we've seen three extremely complex experimental facilities. One we work with but don't necessarily trust. One at the bottom of the ocean being protected by the Loch Ness Monster, and one that we are yet to see, but have seen the product of. Yes. Three... What kind of crazy stuff is going on? We gotta go in there. Yeah, and it's possible that these dots connect. And if they connect, who are they working for? Are these different branches of something bigger? What? So yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, that's that's the story of. We Sco- got more Scooby-Doo. questions to, to yeah. figure. Shit ton more more questions to answer. <laughs> but that's what Scooby Doo basically is. He's a chimera that happened between a scientific family and a dog that I presumably believe they fell in love with originally, and we're like, let's roll with this, <laughs> as the dog had sentient, talking, bipedal puppies that are a perfect human mind very strange although their mom wasn't their mom wasn't well she had to have the babies unless the human was the mom i don't know the assortment here either way it's (laughs) kind of fucked up yeah but afterwards the puppies can mate and procreate and the family tree expands my theory is that juan carlos knows where that is and that he might have been fired and that is why he went and ran his own experiments. Mm. Maybe he tried to run something that he wasn't supposed to. And because it's a family business, this outsider came and tried some weird shit. Like their thing wasn't weird enough, but okay. Yeah, but it wasn't what they wanted that he was trying to do. Yeah. And maybe he's been threatened. I don't know what the case here is, but there's a dead trail. Mm-hmm. They erased his past as if he wasn't working for anybody. He was mm-hmm. just doing some normal, boring science job before he started his own things. But then he did start his own things, which tipped us off in the first place. Yes. So, there's a lot to investigate here. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And wow. Juan Carlos is kind of sketchy. Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. I don't... What? And I was following us. It was a science trail, but it wasn't the science trail I thought it was. Mm-mm. I was following all the wrong clues. I was looking at all the wrong places. I was right about a chimera, but I thought it was genetic manipulation. That happened later. Breeding. It was selective breeding, Camara. Crazy. Anyways, if you guys want more things of this nature, if you guys enjoy these conversations that we have, if you like what you've discovered here today, there are many so other mind things. Blowing. Yeah. There's a million other things like this you could find. Especially the one with cat people and the Loch Ness Monsters. It's like a three episode series or so. Yes, we'll blow your mind with our other episodes. Yes. Yeah, so Go if you want to learn about weird shit, feel free to go find us. 
You can find the show on the official website, greatthoughts.info, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Just Combo Pod. Yes, be sure to drop us a message, send us your thoughts, tell us what you think about these weird discoveries that we have made. And remember to subscribe. Yes, subscribe, rate the show. That's always great. Leave us some stars. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and nine, ten. If you can find out where to do that. Um, and uh, rate. I mean, review. Review if you can, if you want. That doesn't matter. Rating matters. Rating matters. You have to rate. There's no option there. But reviewing, eh, if you want to. And let someone know who might like it, know about it. Yes, word of mouth matters, people. Don't forget that. This has been the Just Conversation Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye! Dating a ghost? Yeah, it's a romance about a ghost. I, you're right? I don't know. It's beyond our... That was, uh... I don't know. I don't know. Romance movies are weird. They are. Romance stories are weird. Like, there's a romance about a bear. There's a romance about a a zombie. Oh, man. Yes. You can fall in love with anything. There's a lot of romances about vampires. But they're actually romantic, so I guess that works. Or they, they're charming enough to feel romantic. I don't know. Sure. No. They, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird one because they shouldn't want to be with us. Where their food. And they can easily get their food, nevertheless. Yeah. So why would they care? They they wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like we look human. I guess we have to love humans. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah, like us and the subhumans. Word. Good The Just Conversation podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas. Produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info. Art by Nitrum and Zero Lupo. And logo by Seth McAllister. With social media managed by Amber Black.